Achieving success, being healthy and wealthy, and lifelong happiness is anyone's ultimate dream. In the grand scheme of things, self-doubt limits you from achieving great things. The path towards the zenith of success and controlling your life is at your hands. This is the Unlimited Influence. Reprogram your subconscious mind with Dr. David Snyder. And now, when you, when you study any of the Filipino martial arts, for every system in the Filipino martial arts, and there are many, uh, they'll have a different numbering system. The most universal one is the one, two, three, four, five. The reason we do that is for numbers A, so I don't have to say hit me like this. Right? The other reason is for simplicity of attacks. The Filipino martial arts began very many, you know, a long, long time ago, not to equate their defense with a punch or a chop or a, a hook punch. They didn't look at the technique being applied in, in order to have formulate a defense. What they looked at was what angle, what direction was the strike coming from. So they organized it into a, a one with the right, a right shoulder quadrant. If you think of the, the shoulders and the hips being quadrants, dead center of those quadrants is your five. So they would organize their attacks and their defenses based on the angle of attack. So this is an angle one, that's an angle one, that's an angle one, because it originates from the same place, right? So my defense, can I use, you know, you can put your stick down for a second. So if, if Noel attacks me with a, a right-handed hook punch, that, that is the same as if he attacked me with a straight hook punch, or a straight punch. Doesn't matter what form the technique takes, what matters is what quadrant is it originating from? So I defend the angle of the attack, not the technique that's being applied to me, with very few variations. Very few variations. Thank you, Noel. All right. So now, what Sifu was guiding you through was angle one, two, three, four, and a five, which is straight down the center line. the The process that we're going to work is a, is a three. It's a it's three little movements together. It's called breast check and counter. This, this is a hallmark movement from an art known as modern arnis, which is a Filipino martial art. The movement starts, if, if we're thinking about um, a right-handed blow coming in or, or any blow, we're going to move with the right hand first. Most of your martial arts, especially the weapon-oriented and its ones, have a right-handed bias because most people are right-handed. So we're going to start with a right-hand bias, realizing that we anything we do from the right side, we can do just as well from the left side, right? But you'll learn it faster if we focus on the right and translate over. So the first thing, the first movement starts from the right-handed shoulder. It's gonna sweep across the body. As it sweeps across the body, this hand is going to either uh, check it here or over underneath like this. So it looks like this, this kind of a movement. So one, like a windshield wiper, two. So if Noel is, is, uh, is just come punched slowly, the hand is gonna slap that across. I'm gonna re-grab it. And then my third movement would be a strike or a lock or whatever, okay? So watch again, slowly as the strike is coming, brush, hold, strike. If you were punching with that other hand, the movement would look like this, brush, hold, strike. If you push two hands, the movement would look like brush, hold, strike. So you see, it really doesn't matter if he's using one hand or two, if he's swinging in a hook type motion or a straight motion. The movement, brush, hold, strike, brush, hold, strike, is the same. Now, some people will also refer to this as brush check and counter. The only difference between a brush hold strike or a brush check 
counter is as the strike is coming in, am I just pushing that hand away and coming in? Or as he comes in, am I swapping that and grabbing it and moving forward? Does that make sense? So that's our signature movement for most of today. There's a couple other ones that we'll learn, but that'll be your entry, regardless of what attack is being applied from the front, from the front. Now, a lot of you are gonna be in situations and environments where you're gonna be getting, you have to have a, a higher degree of awareness. I'm gonna show you some little hacks, some little techniques that don't look like self-defense because they don't actually involve you touching another person, but will dramatically reduce the probability that you're gonna be attacked. And I'll give you the resources for why that's true, okay? So the first thing we wanna do is we wanna practice this brush check counter movement. So you need to put your sticks down for just a moment. And what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to each partner up. Now the ladies can work with the ladies if they want or you can work with the guys, it doesn't really matter. One of you is gonna be the tackling dummy. Okay, the other one is going to be the, the, the practitioner. So what's going to happen is in this movement, one of you is going to just kind of take a stance and stick an arm out, just like this. Okay, can I borrow you? Okay, so he's just going to stick an arm out. So you, you, you did martial arts before, right? Yeah. Okay, turn a little bit so the camera can see. And I get in a front stance for me. Good. And stick one of your arms out like a jab. Okay, that's a reverse punch jab. There you go. So, so now we're going to work the jab, which is the fastest hand technique to have to deal with other than an eye jab which by the way is the first one I want you to learn. But the problem is, is every time I talk about jabbing someone in the eye, the first thing I hear from the audience is ew, okay? If you have an ew response when I'm teaching it to you, you probably won't use it on the street, <laughs> right? Because you have to think differently when it comes to defending yourself. You have to think mama bear defending her cubs, mm -hmm. okay? Not, oh, help me God, right? <laughs> It's, it's a different mindset, but um, you know, in, in a real life situation, you have to be able to, we call that the predator-prey switch in, in Sistema. There's a, a little switch inside of us that the moment we hit that switch, we go from being meek and mild to Wolverine, right? And that's, we need to develop that. If we don't practice it, it won't be there when we need it. But for right now, we're just gonna work on the mechanics of the brush hold strike, right? Realizing that we don't have to always grab. We could just push that in and barrel through. My job is not to turn you into MMA champions tonight. My job is to teach you how to go home. That, that makes sense? Teach you how to go home. So hold your hand out for me. So what's gonna happen now is we're gonna use his hand as a reference. Notice his hand is right on my center line. My hands are gonna be here. I'm gonna step to one side. I'm gonna brush the hand aside. I'm gonna grab it and I'm just gonna touch with the palm of my hand. I could touch with the fingers, but to make sure we have the right distance, I want you to use the palm. I'm going to come back. And then I'm going to go to the inside now. So I'm going to step. I'm going to brush the hand. I'm going to grab it. And I'm going to touch. And I'm going to come back. And I'm just going to practice that movement. Getting the footwork. Getting the distance. Does that make sense? So let's practice that. Partner up. And we're going to take two, five or ten minutes. Uh, you know, five minutes just you practicing that movement because that's going to be the, the what we're going to 80% of what we do today is going to start with that and then I'm going to show you where to go next. The structure collapses. Is he? It, this guy's strong. I know this because I just played with him, right? He gets in a good solid karate stance or forward stance strong. I push on him. He's not. Okay. He's obviously strong. Stay up there, young man. <laughs> The moment, the moment the arm, it's a neurological thing. 
the moment the arms cross the center line of the body, the brain no longer knows where those hands went. For a fraction, for a brief moment, the entire system gets weak. It's neurological. So no matter how strong or like a bull he is, strong like this. Were you resisting that? No. I mean, I wasn't... He wasn't giving it to me. Yeah. Right? So you can test this. This is one of the reasons why when that strike comes in, punch, punch, I want to cross that, I want to cross that line. Now, anything I do is going to hurt him worse. It's much more easy for me to move him or do something to him because his brain doesn't know where his arms are. Right? So I want you to prove this to yourself. David, I want you to just get in a strong stance, hold yourself nice and rigid, right? And remember, it's a test, not a contest. And then all you're going to do is cross the hands. No, cross the hands. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Strong like bull, right? And, I, and I'm pushing. Okay? And all we do is, and all we do is this. Just, just cross the hands. Is that what cops put the handicap? Well, they don't really know. They don't, a lot of them are taught to cross, but they don't always know why. Right? People figure out that things work, but they don't really understand the reason why. Right, right. Right? This, brain, this hemisphere of the brain controls this arm. This hemisphere of the brain controls this arm. Right. Right? So when you cross your, the arms, and then you can just push them or do anything? and It's easier. Now, I'll show you. This is weird. Right? Get back in your stance. Right? So now, keep your arms strong. I'm going to push. Okay, now I can push them because I, I got good stance work. Okay? If I do this, he's much easier to move. Now watch how weird this gets, right? Get strong. Now, now put it back to here. Now watch. Look at me. This is your left arm. Okay. This is your right arm. Get strong. Damn. <laughs> back to being strong. Okay. His brain resets to the new normal. <laughs> and then when I put it back to this, it's, it's gone again. Weird, yeah, huh? The same yes. thing uh, if you just push one arm across. Yes. Yeah. Because if you just did this. That's what your brush check counter is designed to do. That's why in a lot of your old style martial arts, the first thing they're going to tell you is close the center line. Mm -hmm. This is why. The moment we close that center line, he gets weak. Wing Chun wants to dominate center line. They want you to, to somehow force that arm across that center line. Because once they do, the structure is compromised. Modern Arnese, Filipino martial arts, they want to close that center line. Chinese Kung Fu, most of your like, Chinese boxing styles, you'll see as the strike is coming in, they'll come in and they'll, they'll turn everything. Because they want to distort the structure, but for neurological reasons as well as biomechanical reasons. Did you guys do, in your, in your karate, did you do kata? The reason that the, the, these movements are in the chambering movements in your old katas, those downward blocks that everybody's teaching us, this is part of the, the secret art that the kata was, was designed to preserve. But if you, didn't, if you weren't one of the initiates who got access to the oral teachings, you were going to dance a song you couldn't speak the language of. Right? So this is what we're going to, all I want you to do now is I want you to play with that, that one concept. Get that hand across the center, you know, have him get strong like bull. Right? Again, remember, it's a test, not a contest. It's, it, it's, it's a no-brainer to figure. This guy could probably overpower this woman, even at her, you know, 
but we want to hack the system, right? We want to work, we want to learn how can I cheat? How can I make them weak without them realizing they're weak? So I have the highest probability of success, right? Let's play with that. We'll come back and do some other stuff. Hopefully, yeah, it just leave it running, yeah. So, so that's the idea behind the brush trap strike. The strike is coming in. I brush this hand. I move it across that center line. Notice I don't cross my own hands, right? This is one of the things that we have to be careful of. When we're doing our brush check, this is why we tend to step or, or rotate the hip. We don't want this to happen. We want this to happen. See this relationship? See how I move my body so my hands never cross my center line? Or if my hand is crossing my center line right as my hand is approaching that center line, I move to, re to reorient. Does that make sense? So he's getting weaker. Just aside from the fact that I've made him weak, the fact that I've moved his arm across his body. Now he's a little bit taller than me, so he might be able to actually touch me with that other hand if he tries to punch me, right? But if I do that, it goes away, right? Yeah. So the most important bone to, to control in self-defense is this one, this one. If I control the humerus, I have a direct line to his spine, so I can make him rotate, I can move him backwards, I can move his torso across his own center line. I can move into an arm bar if I want to, right? A lot of different things that I can do once I control this one anatomical location, okay? So we're gonna go back to our brush check counter now. So as the strike is coming in, I'm gonna push that hand, I'm gonna grab it. Now, the, next, the first pressure point that we're gonna learn is called do 26 and it's right below the philtrum, or right on the philtrum of the nose, right? If I take my finger and I put it right here on Noel, and I ask Noel to walk towards, there's a little problem with that. It's humbling. You can win money in bars with this. I paid my way through college. Bet 20 bucks, you can't walk across my finger, right? And then they try. I've thrown 300 pound guys with that, okay? This is a great one if the guy's ever dancing with you. Right? He's getting all fresh and grabbing you in places you don't want. You just reach up and down they go. Right? <laughs> right? So the first thing we're going to do is what we call a philtrum takedown. Now, because I don't know your backgrounds. I don't know um, how well you guys go to the ground or, or, or how willing you are to go to the ground. So this is what the movement looks like in slow motion. As the push or strike is coming in, I'm going to come here. I'm going to grab. I'm going to take the edge of my hand or my knuckles. You can do this to test it. But really what I want to do is I want to place the, the, the knife edge of my hand or my knuckles right below that philtrum in that little Cupid's drop or whatever they, they call it. You ladies know what I'm talking about. And all I want to do is I want to pull this. Okay. It's a very, it's like you turn them into a Pez dispenser, right? So this is the first movement as the strike is coming in. Uh, okay, here. All right, down they go. Right. And you don't have to go all the way to the ground, especially because I know you ladies don't have your falls and stuff. But this is, again, one of those high, high percentage points that the minute I get that head like that, I don't even have to do anything else. If I just drop my butt, down they go. Right? I should probably get, I should probably get the mats. If you guys want to take falls, I have mats. We can put the mats out. But, okay. Yeah. If you guys want to work together. I've had surgery on my neck twice, so I think I'm going to watch All right. One. <laughs> That's fine. Then, uh, David, why don't you work yeah. with uh, America? Okay. okay. 
Uh, try not then, try not to hurt him. I was going to say, do you want me to get it? If, nobody has to go to the ground. Okay. Nobody has to go to the ground. But I do want you to press hard enough to activate that point. Okay. Right? That's a great position to have somebody in. If I just let him go, right? You know, he grabs me for some reason. And I'm off, right? That's the point. The idea is we want to get away. We don't want to throw him on the ground and stomp on him until we're doing river dance on him or something, right? The job is to go home. Now, we'll get more aggressive as we get more confident in the movement. But your first movement starts here. Strikes coming in. Brush check counter. Right? That's all it is. Boom. Nice and slow. Are you okay? Yes. He's good. No, he's good. I can tell. I, I can. Yeah. Now, interestingly, in Chinese medicine, that point is actually used to wake people up after they've passed out. But if you attack it right, you can actually knock them out. We're not going to do that to you. <laughs> Although some people would like very much to see that. Um, there's a move in one of the more advanced forms. It's just this. And the guy's dead. Dead? Yeah. Lights up the cranial nerves like a Christmas tree. And one of those points is due 26. So, but we're, that's advanced. Right? But this is cool enough. Have fun. No. I want you to come back. Right? So, again, so grab a partner, have fun with this, and again, you don't have to go all the way to the ground. If you can just get them there consistently, mm -hmm. that's enough. That's enough. Okay? okay? Use your knuckles or the knife edge because remember, if you, this, we use this for a test. Right? But no one's really going to do that on the street. So, let's do what we're actually going to do out there. All right? But again, back down the intensity because when you activate nerves, can I use you for a second, America? Uh -huh. When you activate these nerves, it feels a lot more intense than it looks. Right? I don't know if you've ever, anybody here been to the dentist? Yeah. Okay. You know what it's like when a dentist just kind of touches a nerve when he's drilling a tooth? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Even though he's only touched that nerve, it feels like your head's about to explode. When you start working on nerves, that's kind of what happens. Not that your head explodes or anything, but the, the level of severity that you feel because you're directly entering information into a nerve mm -hmm. is significantly greater than the amount of force you're applying. It feels harder than it actually is. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Go play with that. We'll come back. All right. So just as an explanation for this, uh, you guys want to get away? Can you? So what I was explaining to, what's your name again, sir? Frank. Frank, Frank and Noel was that when you're doing this filtrum technique, a lot of people think that I'm pushing, it looks like I'm pushing him backwards. I'm pushing his head backwards. I'm not. What I'm doing is I'm tracing this, the contour of his head and his spine. So I want to come as close like a question mark down the, the back as I can. You're going to find that that question mark shape or, or way of moving is half of a figure eight. All right, and you'll find that most of what we do in the more advanced internal martial arts comes back to a figure eight or a what we call a no-she or a question mark type movement. Okay, so um, I'm going to ask Frank to assist me again. So the, what we worked first was the brush check counter movement. So as the strike is coming, and by the way, it doesn't have to be a punch. He comes in with a two-hand choke. Works just as well. If he comes in with, an, with a hair grab. Uh -huh. Works oh. just as well. Right? It doesn't matter what the attack is because it's not about the weapon. It's about the angle. Okay. If it comes in on that angle, mm -hmm. 
We can defend it. We don't have to think. Is it a hook punch? Is it a straight punch? Is it a one-hand grab? Is it a two-hand grab? Is he going for my eyes? Is he trying to... We don't have to think about that. We look. We see what angle he's coming in. Boom. The attack is there. Right? It's there. Okay. So what we're going to do now is that's what we call the filtrum takedown. We're going to work now... Um, is another one of my favorite ones. Um, and this one, again, is, again, off the brush trap entry. Um, I'm trying to think if I want to do hair techniques or if I want to do uh, spine techniques. Which would you guys rather have, hair or spine? Spine. Spine? All right. So as the strike is coming in now, we're going to brush this hand across. Now, uh, let's go back to the, the board here so we can see how this works. Okay? It's cool. I have a board. I'm going to use it. Okay? But apparently, the erasers don't work very well. So we'll go over here. So the spine has these things called vertebrae, right? And if you look at an actual spine, you'll notice that it has three curves to it. You have a, a cervical curve, a thoracic curve, and a lumbar curve, right? And there's these little things called vertebrae that move through that, right? Now, the brain or the, the, the spine likes to have those vertebrae all in a row. When the spine is in, has all those vertebrae lined up like a stack of dishes, we're stable, we're strong. But if we misalign it even a little bit, the whole structure becomes incredibly unstable. And it's very easy to put somebody on the ground. Okay, I'm gonna show you that in a minute. The way you do that is by compromising one of these arches. Okay, so the one I like to do, the easiest one, we'll, we'll start with the easiest one, is known as uh, lumbar arch. So, um, who's got better falls, you or you? All right, we'll use you. All right. he's, got a, he's got a really strong stance, so I like to use, use him. Uh, because again, if it works on, on somebody that is, is this kind of strong, yes, now the, the, the theory behind this is, and, I, and again, I want you to understand it, your body's designed by nature to fight gravity, to utilize it to stand up, believe it or not. So any, any force that's applied from the top down, he's really strong, <laughs> all right? Really strong, right? The interesting thing though is if I apply force from the bottom up, he falls down. That was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Right? So here's the secret. Any, and that was with his hips and his shoulders in alignment. Right, that's when he's at his strongest. I'm going to show you how to make it even weaker. Anytime the hips and the shoulders misalign, the only direction you need to move is down. But when you move down, you have to move from your butt down, not your, your head down. Right? So, if you look at him from the profile, you have the cervical arch, thoracic arch, lumbar arch. If all I do is apply pressure here, and any place else to misalign the spine and bend my knees. Down they go. It's a very bizarre thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. So first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna work the arch principle and all you're gonna do, and you can base it on the head, you can base it on the shoulder, the idea, though, is if you think about the spine being like this, I want to find some way to get those lumbar, the, the, the vertebrae and the lumbar arch 
like that. Just a little bit. Just a little bit's all I need. He tried to fight that one. He really did, right? And, and, and here's the thing. He knew it was coming. He braced for it. He tried to beat it, and he couldn't. Right? We're, that's not going to happen on the street, but that's all right. So the way this would look in a, in a more combining what we've already got, the strike is coming in. I'm coming in this way, and down they go. Right? That's what it looks like. But how does this apply in terms of self-defense? The moment I have this disconnection, see how his knees already want to kick? If I, here's, what, here's the weird part. If I push from the top, he'll get strong. You see that? If I push, even if I, he's trying very hard not to do that, so I'll just take a different one, right? And that's the whole point is in Sistema, we don't actually, if we meet resistance, we go around it. So if I go in and he, he locks that lumbar, lock the lumbar, I lock the lumbar so I go higher. I go to a different spot. I don't sit there and try to fight for the turf, right? Okay, but for, for now, to get the idea, okay, get the principle. You gotta press hard enough that the spine misaligns, and then just drop your butt and bend your knees. And he'll sit down, right? And I've had, I've had smaller women than you drop 200 pound guys. The problem sometimes is, this problem sometimes is getting to where you wanna base it. You don't have to base it all the way up here. You could do it here, okay? You could do it here. Yeah. Any place that you have an arch, any place that you have an arch, you can do it. <laughs> it's weird, I know, right? If I, if I don't, if I, look, right? Now, you, I, I've been doing this a long time. I know exactly how much pressure to apply. You're gonna need to do it a little heavy. Now, you don't do this one, okay? Um, you're gonna need to apply it a little heavy at first just to make sure you get that misalignment. And just bend your knees. Play with it, have fun. Secret once again, when I do this, you're doing it from out here. So you're losing a lot of distance because see how far away? The further your limbs travel from the core of your body, the weaker they get. But a weird phenomenon happens is the closer the core of my body gets to his, the more they start to synchronize. The more the easily I move him from his center. Okay? So ideally, as, as I'm moving in, and there's lots of ways to get here, this is what we want. This is the target that we're going for. I want to be as close. I want to have my center of gravity as close to his center of gravity as I can. And then it becomes very easy to shift him. Whereas if I do the same movement from out here, it's, it's much different. You feel the difference? Yes. Here? Boom. Oh. That's, I don't know why it is. I don't think it's a strength thing. I think there's some kind of proprioceptive information exchange between one core and another. That if I do this here, I get I get a certain level of effect. 
I come here and I do the same thing. So this is why Sistema spends a lot of time working from physical contact. Very close. Because I can move, I can change the dynamic of what your body wants to do. Between here and here, it's massive. Even though I'm not physically doing anything with my body other than connecting with you, there's a stronger re response. Oh, okay. so mm -hmm. Any hand? Yeah, it doesn't matter what hand. You can put it anywhere. Oh, okay. As long as you kink the spine, you can put the hands anywhere. Okay. But Okay. So here. It's harder to do it from that direction because you're going against yourself. But if you come from opposite sides this way, see? See how it torques him? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. You're expecting this. See, you're already taking oh, up yeah. and down. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, it's still to be done. Oh, so you do it again. The guy in the street, you know, it's just like, boom. By the time you figure it out. Don't be tentative. Yeah, she's close, but she's got to still got to break the spot. There you go. See? See how, see how little it's just taking, right? You're a little tentative. You're like, I don't know if I want to, I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to hurt him. And that's, and you can see it, right? The body will fold naturally when you do this. This is not a hard fall in the sense, like if you're going to throw somebody into the air, like a Osada Gary or a hip throw or something like that, they're going to fold like an accordion to the ground, right? Yeah, there you go. And, so, and, that, and when they're folding like that, that's where Sistema would hit them. When they're like a pinata in midair, boom. That's where they're going to hit you. We do meetups once or twice a month and we teach classes on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 7.30 to 9. And we, we cover everything, the pressure points, the escrima, the arnis. Um, the Sistema, it's all, it's all integrated. So, Tuesdays and Thursdays, what exactly does a particular martial arts or everything together? It's everything together. Oh. I, I, if you want ranking, I can rank you in the, each, in the systems individually or under my umbrella system. So, you have to take Tuesday and Thursday class, it can be one, You can come once a week. We have people, I have people who come once a week for six years. Okay. Have, we also have, we have three different programs. We have a once a week plan, we have a twice a week plan, and then we have unlimited, whatever we add. It's the same price, no matter how many classes we add or whatever. So, yeah. uh, it's, I think it's 65 for one time a week, uh, 85 for two times a week, and 97 for unlimited. So, and it's done like, yeah. And it's done like a subscription. There's no contract. It's literally done through PayPal. It renews every month, and you come as long as you want. Uh, and when you're done, you just pick up the phone, and say, "Hey, David, I'm I'm done. I I got things have happened. Blah blah blah. I click a button. You're done." Um, and that's all I ask is when you're ready, if, you, if you, it's time to move on, just give me a call so I know and don't just disappear. But there's no, there's no long-term contracts or anything like that. Each class is what, 65? Or how much is per class? Oh, per class? It's like 25 bucks. 25, Yeah, it's 25 bucks a class. Um, or if you, yeah. And we have fun. My wife's in the class. She hits hard. I've seen her hit guys like six foot two Danish guys studying hard style martial arts. She walks up, she's 110 pounds. I know. She's so tiny. She hits them here, they she's feel it in their strong. genitals. She's very strong. She's very strong. Yeah, like she's more than me. Little 110 pound Chinese woman. Yeah. yeah. She loves to hit me. <laughs> right? But that's, that's okay. the cool thing. I have to go because I have another engagement. All right. But I'll leave my, and yeah, probably come on Tuesday, probably. Okay. Yeah, come on in. Uh, bye, guys. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. So as you're, so as it's coming here, I like to, I might come in here this way. Okay. And come right under here. So this, if I'm in position in front of him here, this is how I would bring him down. Right. I just got to be careful. I can, I can, I can do it. I can come underneath the arm. I can push this across and base him this way. I might come across over top here to make sure he can't use that arm. Right. I could also come in and be behind him. But I got to get that. I got to. I got to find a, find that shoulder blade and really compress that. See how everything. See how the hips and shoulders get out of alignment. That's all I'm looking for. As we get deeper and deeper into what we call uh, biomechanical pressure point attacking, what we're always looking for is when that hip and that shoulder are out of alignment. The moment we get that, and in advanced jujitsu and judo, we're gonna move. We're gonna move you. Right. We're gonna we're gonna find some way to to misalign that hip and that shoulder through physical force, right? That's right. And, and we're gonna, in Aiki, in Sistema, we're gonna trick you into doing it for us. But he grabs me, right? Got tight. Got tight, right? See? He's got my hand, I let him have it, right? <laughs> right? Okay. Right. It, it, there's all kinds of weird biomechanical, physics-based things that we're doing. It looks like chi. It looks like magic. And maybe there's chi there. Maybe there isn't. But these are physics applied to the human body. Right. Um, if, if he grabs me here, right. If I just move that arm up and down, his shoulders are already misaligned. See that? See the misalignment? If he's still grabbing tight, and I bend my knees, his knees kick. So you need to first misalign his body, and then. Yep. Put pressure downwards. Yes. There always has to be a, a structural misalignment of some kind first, and then the drop. Then and here is where you would deliver the hits. Okay. Because here he, he's got. We're going to cover. We're going to cover striking a little bit later. Um, this is where any internal armoring that he must have goes away. In this position, or in any position where the hips and the shoulders misalign, or the oh, head misaligns from the shoulders. Yeah. I'll tap, I'm going to come around and tap you. I've been I've been hit by a lot of different martial arts. I have never been hit harder than a systemic punch. It will turn your children Democrats if they're Republican, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just one of those. It, 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 and you have to feel it to understand it. It doesn't look. It doesn't look like what it does. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, I'm having fun with this. Yes. Good. How are you liking your first meetup? Oh, it's fun. It's, I'm definitely challenged. Cool. <laughs> You like being challenged? Yes. Good. <laughs> Some people don't like being challenged. No, I do. I do. I do. I definitely. Yeah. I know what you're doing. You know what I'm doing? You're a wrestle. Me? I'm just drawn that way. We have a big meetup on Monday night on conversational hypnosis. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Here in this area? It'll be at the Country Inn and Suites off of uh, Mira Mesa Boulevard. Uh, Monday night, 7.30 to 10, 5975 Lusk Boulevard. Got about 60-some people RSVP'd. That's one of my main interests. I've got a whole bunch of uh, hypnosis stuff, and I haven't really practiced. You were thinking the right way, Noel. You wanted to step into that hole. That was a good idea. It just wasn't what we were practicing. Yeah. I'll show you how to make that work, though. You can, you can do a lot of the sneaky jujitsu-style trips and throws. I call them invisible throws. Can I use you? Yeah. Okay. But you have to see the body a little bit differently. Okay. You guys know what triangulation points are? No. 
Okay. Uh, if he stands feet shoulder width apart, your triangulation points are based off the length of your tibia. Okay. You have a forward triangulation point. So if he takes his knee, places it directly on the ground without stepping back first. So keep your feet parallel, just place one knee on the ground. Now stand up. Right there is his forward triangulation point. Okay. Okay. Forward triangle. Can you see the triangles now? Yes. He also has one to the rear that if he had a tail would be the same length as his forward triangulation point. But because he doesn't have a tail, it's significantly shorter. Okay. Follow me? When people see us do these things in the martial arts, and, and, and a lot of and triangulation is a, a pretty well-known principle, but people don't really get how many triangulation points there are. Most people think about this one in the front and this one in the back, but there's a lot more in the body. And again, that's a whole study in and of itself. Anytime two human beings connect, multiple triangulation points come into being. Okay, so if, if, if he goes to shake my hand, you notice where he's shaking my hand? Right at his triangulation point. Right? If he goes to, to throw a hook punch, where's the apex of his punch? It's right at his triangulation point. The apex of his triangulation point. In terms of uh, yin and yang, positive and negative, the, the theory of yin and yang tells us that I don't know what your backgrounds are, but I'm a Chinese medical practitioner, so I can relate everything to yin and yang. Chinese medicine tells us that yin and yang are opposites and complements, that one cannot exist without the other. The extreme of one is the beginning of the next. So if you think of yin and yang, I think he's, this is his most yin position. He's folded here, right? As he moves out in the arc following that swing, it forms an arch. At the apex of that arch is the extreme of his yang. 180 degrees, right? 180 degrees, beginning of yang, maximum yin. Maximum yang, beginning of yin, which is also, by the way, right at his center line. See how it all lines up? This is the point where he's simultaneously the strongest and the weakest. If he contacts me here, he's going to deliver the maximum amount of force from this position to this position, right? The minute he gets a little bit beyond it, he falls in a hole. So if you see people swinging, they don't swing here and stop most of the time, especially if they like lose control and they just start swinging naturally, they follow through. So they go from yin to yang and back to yin again, from yin back to yang, right? Where all those things reach their, temp, their, their, their zenith is at that triangulation point or what in uh, uh, John Klodig in his Yanagi Harai Kijujutsu calls the natural reach position, which is your handshake position, right? So if we understand how this applies to the mechanics of the body and triangulation points, then we can start to stay any place that we have a connection, we have point of control. Kind of got off track here. So going back to triangulation, 
what you were doing is when you were coming in this way, you wanted to step in and do a little sweep, yes. right? And that would be old school taking the, taking the force. But if I understand that every time his body moves or we connect, triangulations open up, all I have to do is take my center of gravity and move through that natural reach position. <laughs> what happened? Just threw me off balance. So if you come in, right? So I'm here, right? Yeah. So his, his stance is a little bit narrower. Okay. Now he wanted to come in and, and do this sweep, mm -hmm. right? If I create this zenith and I just walk through this point, Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how big you are because gravity's on my side now right so this is again what I was talking about the old school jujitsu old school judo they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna take these same principles and they're gonna physically apply them Aiki people are gonna be sneaky they're gonna sneak force you they're gonna sneak you into putting yourself into a position for you and then they're gonna finish it Right, but let's work with the triangulation points. What we what we know. So his triangulation point is the length of his tibia forward. The one in the back. Same principle, but smaller. We don't have to move as far. That's why it's always easier to move people backwards than it is forwards. Right, because they have a lot more re they have a, a lot more safety in the front. Okay, pardon me. So, um, did we work the thoracics? By the way. Did we do that? Did we do this part? Yeah. Okay, we did that. All right. So next, so going back to this idea, we're going to work the cervical arch, which is my favorite. If if there's if there's any particular arch that shows how easily a human being can go can be put down, it's the cervical arch. So I, what I do here is I find T1, which is that little lump right at the base of your neck here. And again, all I want to do is I want to move. Let's use from a profile. All I want to do is base this and push. All right? And you see, his, that, and that's called the hangman's reflex. That's a neurological response. Right? That's a neurological response. Notice that most of the time when I'm doing these, these, these arch techniques, I'm not in front of him. Sorry. I'm always off to the side as much as I can. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that, and we could, we could spend a lot of time discussing it. But I, I want you to get these principles, right? So I can touch on the forehead, base it here. See how his butt kicks down and back? Now all I do, if I push, if I push from the top, he'll get strong. But if I sink from the bottom, the earth leaves from underneath him. He's like, what the fuck just happened to me? <laughs> right? This is how it works. Okay? So, um, so again, we have cervical. Thoracic. One last. Lumbar. I can I can base here, here, anywhere on the body as long as I'm on one of these. Right? So those are the three arches. We have our brush check counter. Look at my position. Look where I'm at. One. Two. Three. But let's say he's really big and really strong and I need a little extra mojo. Strike comes in, 
There's my filtrum. Right? So all I want you to do now is I want you to work the, uh, the cervical arch first. Once you have a good handle on each of the arches and the filtrum, then what I want your partner to do is just feed you different attacks. You know, hook punch, two-hand push, two-hand choke, hair grab, anything from the front. Okay? And I want you to apply the brush check counter and one of the takedowns. Can we do that? Go nice and slow. It's fun to play. But remember, people have to work tomorrow. Right? I want you to come back. I don't want to get sued. Right? Remember, if you're on camera, if you're on this floor, everybody agrees nobody sues anyone. Okay? All right. Good. Thank you for listening to the Unlimited Influence Reprogram Your Subconscious Mind with Dr. David Snyder. Stay updated by visiting at www.davidsnydernlp.com and follow social media accounts. If you want to reprogram your subconscious mind, don't hesitate to call me at 858-282-4663 and we can talk more about what your mind has to offer. 